Today on News 4 at 4, we're working for you. An inside look at the local COVID vaccine trial for kids. What children reported days after getting the shot and how it could impact the timeline of kids being vaccinated. Today at 4 p.m. on NBC4. Tonight, it's the Voice Live Rounds, and Nick Jonas wants his first win. Let's get this done. Who's got what it takes and whose dream ends here? Watch live and vote to save your faves. The Voice Live Rounds, tonight on NBC. This is Anthony Robbins host of The Reality Is Where Filtering Becomes Extinct. This is Anthony Robbins host of The Reality Is Where Filtering Becomes Extinct. <laughs> we give y'all real, real noise. <laughs> I've been lying for so long. I've been lying for so long. <laughs> Believe me, I'm probably a porno, pornoologist. We cannot continue to deny women or minorities access to a system that has everything but their input. You are now Well, I'm your host, Anthony Roberts. You're now listening to The Reality Is Where Filtering Becomes Extinct. And today's show is brought to you by Blog Talk Radio, your voice, your independence, your platform. So join us as we work to build a listener and podcast-centric ecosystem by going to www.blogtalkradio.com. This episode is also brought to you by Bella's Kitchen. If you don't like cooking, then get to booking your meal prep plan today with Bella's Kitchen. She's on vacation to the seventh, and I'm struggling. That, well, if you're struggling, that means I'm struggling because you don't cook. I do cook. I'm actually cooking today. What are you talking about? You cook every now and again. <coughs> I've been cooking more lately. Since, since I, you said something. I had to put my goddamn foot down around this motherfucker. You need, need to eat. Yeah, but you were eating. <laughs> don't make you seem like you was just starving. Yeah, I mean, I was eating, but you know, it's just a difference when you have a home-cooked meal. Yes, I do know that. You remember like on Martin on a... Um, <laughs> Uh, what was that thin line between 11 and 8 he was like you got the fries mama the homemade fries yeah. don't put too much salt in them greens it'll make your feet fat <laughs> <laughs> it's just something about a home cooked meal man I mean you could buy me something it's just like you go to a restaurant and you eat something and it's like okay mm-hmm. and it, it's really good at that point but mm-hmm. when you cook it at home mm-hmm. and the girl or your mama could season it a little bit more and add a little bit more shrimp to it or mm-hmm. a little bit more chicken to it you then you like this is hearty. <laughs> this, this is a hearty meal. Before we get started, man, you know, I haven't done any listener questions or listener uh, reads in a while, but I got an email yesterday via Facebook on The Reality Is, and it was from Donald. I won't say his last name. I like to try to practice keeping people's government names, government names behind closed doors. So Donald from Buffalo, New York, I want to say I appreciate you, man. You made my day yesterday. I know I uh, replied to you and I told you that you made my day, but it's it's messages like this that make me be like, hey, man, I, I definitely got to keep doing the podcast. And, you know, as many times as I've wanted to shut it down, mm-hmm. you know, I had to finish sipping your wine. You could keep sipping it. But wine. Um, who got wine at 10 o'clock on a Sunday morning? Hey, didn't nobody know it was 10 o'clock <laughs> until you just said that. So <laughs> you got yourself. But I want to read a little bit, uh, two parts of the message that Donald sent to me. Um, I won't re- uh, read my reply. So it'll be some things missing. But Donald, uh, he hit me up and he said, hey, man, I know you got a ton. I know you probably get tons of messages. But I listened to the last podcast, episode 120, and your message hit home. I was diagnosed with Bell's palsy when I was seven, and still to this day, at the age of 32, I deal with the issue. This episode was very encouraging and motivating. I don't want to keep going on and on, but please keep it up, and everyone here in Buffalo, New York, loves you. Take care. We kept talking, and um, after I you know, showed my appreciation and told him I appreciate him for listening and just allowing my story to help him with you being the one here with me Mm -hmm. when I was going through that Mm -hmm. and you know how empty I felt Mm -hmm. you know how depressed I got but you also know how stubborn I was before that time came for me to actually go to the doctor and if it Mm -hmm. wasn't for you my mom and my aunt like saying hey go you know I would have been there and that's the thing with black men and men period a lot of times we want to deal with our ailments on our own we don't want to go to the doctor we don't want to be seen Mm -hmm. you know so many men dying from polyps in their colon you know and having colon cancer because we 
you know, we, this ego, this macho type syndrome keeps us from doing these things. Yep. What is one of the things you remember about me in that situation? Uh, you having to get over yourself. And first you wanted somebody to come to you. And then when you found out that wasn't an option, you was like, well, forget it all together. I'm not going to go. Oh, you're talking about the doctor? Yeah. So you got to specify that. You got to explain, like, yeah, get Yeah, you wanted the, the doctor to come out. Because you... my job has a service that allows doctors yes. to come see you at and, home. And that's just for basic stuff like a common cold or ear infection, you know. But, yeah. As soon as – I just called literally to pacify you. I already knew what they were going to say, but I called, and I told them what was going on, and they were literally like, um, yeah, you need to go to the emergency room. I'm going to allow you to say pacify and not even edit it off the podcast. <laughs> You know, in the feminist misogynist movement to, that we're in, I got to take out. some of this patriarchal system back. I'm just gonna laugh. That it's out. a man's world. No, I'm fucking with you. <laughs> if somebody really know me, they know I don't believe in that misogynistic <laughs> bullshit. Even though I can be misogynist from time to time, you know, porn did that to me. Sorry. Yes. Okay. Uh, so I wanted to finish up what Donald from Buffalo said. He also ended by saying, after you know talking to him, I told him I would definitely give him a shout out on the podcast um, because again, he made my day. But he said, "Wow, man, that would be amazing to get a shout out. I appreciate you, man, for you being for you using your platform to be honest and genuine with your stories." Ever since I heard your podcast, um, you have given me the ability to be comfortable in my own skin. And again, my story of Bell's palsy. Um, I appreciate that, brother, and I'm forever in your debt. May lo uh, mad love, and I wish you so much success. That's amazing. It is. Mm -hmm. I was like, what the hell? You know, you come to people and you get a compliment from people, you know, and it's like, sometimes we don't take compliments well. I posted on Facebook yesterday. I said, ride your own dick sometimes. The shit feels good. And I got a lot of comments I don't on have that. A dick, but I know what you meant when you were saying it, and it does feel great. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. I had it's, a little bit of that this week myself. That's what I'm saying. That <laughs> shit feels amazing. You can't tell me that shit don't feel amazing. Roger, what does ride your own dick mean? Have some confidence. That's what I'm gonna name this podcast. Ride your own dick. Mm -hmm. Ride your own dick is basically giving yourself prop, giving yourself props, and acknowledging how fucking great you are. Before somebody else does it. Mm -hmm. Sometimes we, you know, we, yeah, you know, especially right now with the shut up, bitch, be humble, mm -hmm. shut up, you know, like everybody's saying be humble. And it's like, it's great to be humble. Mm -hmm. They, you, when they say be humble, it's just, you normally hear people say be humble, like going into humble beginnings or, mm -hmm. you know, be humble if you make it to a certain, you know, obtain a certain status. Yeah. But sometimes being humble is cool, but sometimes you got to shoot the shit and say, you know what? I am yeah fucking fly that's how i felt this week i'm fucking dope i've always been humble i mean that's just my personality but yeah i was like i was sitting up and i was talking to somebody and then i was thinking about some stuff and i was like you know what he's talking to another guy right i'm low-key to shit that's how you felt it's okay to feel that way <laughs> It's okay to feel that way. And then being in your position where you've always had people try to say, well, you're not this and you're not that mm -hmm. and you're not enough of this. <clears throat> Sometimes you just got to say, fuck what everybody else thinking. <coughs> I got to get this tea in. Excuse me real quick, y'all. You have to slurp it so hard. I know I drink like a three-year-old. It's okay. It's been that way. I know people probably like when they heard me doing it with Esther, they probably was like, this nigga don't do that. I drink like a kid. No, he literally does. I drink like a kid. Now, if I'm in a restaurant and I have to drink like some red wine, I have oh, yeah. some cooth about he myself. Some manners, yeah. table manners. <laughs> but when I'm at home, I'm a savage. <laughs> I eat with my hands. No presentation. I drop What's shit on my shirt. And when when it's time to eat, you know, she decorates her plate like she's serving it at a restaurant. I just slap my shit on there like a hog pen. That's and I, I go in to make the place. At least you have a moment of presentation before you just. And then I fuck that shit up. Yeah, Once my ass hit the couch, your beard and everything. Yeah, Christian was saying that the other <laughs> night. I was eating something, and he was like, "Hey, bro, you got this in your beard." I was like, "I've never been able to grow a full beard so where it hangs just... past my chin." And I was like, "I mean, you brush my every time I brush my teeth, I get shit in my beard. I can't yeah. help it. It wings out. It doesn't go straight down. So it is what it is. But man, again, um, the homie." Donald from Buffalo, man, we appreciate you. Tell somebody else, man. And also, if you haven't left a review on the podcast, go ahead and leave a review. Leave us a rating and review. You can do that at uh, blogtalkradio.com by just going to our page and doing that. 
iTunes. You can do it on iTunes. Yeah. You can do it on Stitcher. We appreciate it. Get, get and it's it. so funny because the reviews are what <laughs> helps drive the podcast because he mentioned that he discovered the podcast because it was featured on the new and noteworthy section of iTunes. And the black experience. Yeah. So, so the more uh, ratings and the more reviews you, that we get, yeah. the, more sh- the more love we get. Right mm-hmm. now, I think on Apple, <coughs> we have about 15 or 16 reviews. I know we have more mm-hmm. than 15 or 16 followers or or listeners. We have, I think I told you guys on Facebook, last year, all of last year, we had 15,800 listeners. Mm-hmm. Already since we got on Blog Talk in February, it's 10,500. Mm-hmm. So y'all are listening. So if you're listening, leave us a rating or a review. Like I told you before, we don't care if it's a good review. We don't care if it's a bad review. We just want to hear from you. So Amber Rose responded to this colorism stuff on Facebook. Let me pull up this Facebook page and I'll let you read it because I don't think I'm that long-winded today. But mm-hmm. she pulled, she she made some statements on uh, Facebook in reference to like colorism and what it was like being light-skinned, growing up light-skinned, and uh, not realizing her light-skinned privilege and everything in reference to guys and getting you know personal gifts and things like that. And now that she does realize it as, as being an adult, she's speaking out on it. And it was one guy when I saw this post who posted it and he was like, finally, Amber Rose is saying something worth listening to. Mm-hmm. Amber Rose always says shit that's worth listening to. She always tries to push women forward. She always is trying to empower women. Mm-hmm. Just because you don't understand a fucking slut walk doesn't mean it's a negative thing. Just because you don't understand something or understand somebody doesn't make that person wrong white people just because you don't understand black people it doesn't make you racist but it doesn't make us savages either get to know each other so if you please don't mind if you don't mind reading uh i'm backwards today i'm a little inebriated too jesus yeah we both high on the horse today so speak for yourself honey (laughs) so read this (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> read this and it'll basically tell people why she spoke out of how she felt about the whole colorism issue okay so it says shaking my head this really makes me so sad being a yellow bone mixed light-skinned woman i know unfortunately that modeling jobs boys and opportunities came to me easier but did not realize that until i got older growing up in philly i went to an all-black school i was the white girl the one that the boys didn't like the girl that wasn't as cool as the brown-skinned girls black was the thing to be Go to the next page. Feel like we're doing a lecture. But wait a minute. It's still a hole. <laughs> yeah, what you say? It's like, I'm right here. You want me to go to the next page? It's like a long uh, passage that she wrote on Instagram, guys. Okay. Well, you know how they did in school? Let me read the next part, then you'll read the third part. <laughs> Let's read this next one. But for me, my but for me, I'm not as good a reader as you. But for me, my mom was my only black parent. My dad was as white as snow, and I came out just as light as him. I would lay out in the sun and try to get as dark as I could. I would look at all the beautiful dark-skinned girls in my class and wish I could be and wear bright colors like they did. Mm-hmm. But it never quite looked as good on my complexion. But the brown-skinned girls would pick on me, pull my hair, and want to fight me for no reason. Why, though? I love them. I wanted to be them. Little did they know... Little did I know at such a young age, society was teaching me to hate me. Society was telling me these girls that they weren't as beautiful as me because of their complexion. They were too strong and too outspoken. Mm -hmm. It was okay for men to have sex with them behind closed doors, but not okay to have them on their arm. As light-skinned girls were some type of trophy for a man or his social status. Some type of trophy for a man or his social status insinuating uh, that he had money or he just had a bad bitch. I wanted to be with them and they wanted to be with me. Getting older, I found myself always battling racism, feminism, asking directors, why isn't there any dark-skinned girls in the music videos I was featured in? Even when I was a stripper, maybe there were one or two brown-skinned girls that would be hired because they didn't want the club to be too black. Mm-hmm. I, can't help that, 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 I can't help that I was born with light skin, but I am a woman before anything else. We need to stick together as women, educate society, educate men like this with black mothers, not let men people not let men or people dictate what type of woman is in style or beautiful we're all smart and capable of being great no matter where we come from or what complexion we are if no one tells you you're beautiful i'm here to tell you that you are let's change the stigma i love you all mother that rolled off my lip pretty good yeah that's because you're like number one fan 
Yeah. Yeah. I mean. So that's why. But, other, so yeah. what are your thoughts about that part? I mean, I agree. I think it was very well stated. Um, and I just think it's funny that a lot of times people always seemingly want what the other person has. Like she was light skin, wanting to be like the brown skin girls, and the brown skin girls felt like they needed to be like the light skin girls. I mean, and I think that's prevalent in the black community, which is so sad because even in my own family, like my mom is, she was like super bright. Yeah. She was light bright. Yeah. And I'm brown skinned. I take that from my dad. But even in my family, like my grandmother, she was always like, oh, you high yellow. Or the the brown skinned girls were treated differently than yeah. the high yellow girls in your family. So what else do you expect? I mean, I like light skinned girls. And I think it was one of those things, too, in high school. Like she said, people just kind of were drawn to her because mm-hmm. she's light skinned. You know what I'm saying? And for me, I think I've only dated maybe one or two light skinned girls in my life. But and even in the black community, you do see that thing. It is a thing mm-hmm. where it's dark skinned guys, light skinned girls. Mm-hmm. That's why for us, it doesn't surprise us when you see dark skinned men mm-hmm. with white women. It's just the complexion thing. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? It goes back to that uh, song with uh, Bilal and uh, Kendrick Lamar, Complexion. Mm-hmm. You know, complexion has always been a thing. It always will be a thing. Mm-hmm. But I think black women are beautiful. Dark-skinned women, light-skinned women, all of them. But I definitely don't feel like dark-skinned women get enough play mm-hmm. or enough shine. Mm-hmm. And I love them. Dark-skinned women, dark-skinned men. I have grown to have a new appreciation for a, a dark-skinned man. Like, I just don't think you appreciate me, though. I do appreciate you. No. Oh, my God. How, could, way, how could you say that? The way that? you be looking at, uh, I know I ain't Kofi, Kofi them oh and Idris Elba. I'm not them. I y'all know. all were just kissed by God. No, they are a handsome man. <laughs> they are very handsome man. For real. But I grew up only... Seemingly only being attracted to light skinned guys. Yeah. My mom used to always tell me she'd be like, the black of the berry, the sweeter the juice. Like she loved a dark, dark skinned man. Yeah, like dark is. as night. Yeah, your daddy is nigga. <laughs> nigga as a color. That he is nigga. <laughs> Whatever. But um I don't know, light skinned guys, they just they're too pretty. Like it's yeah. it's something about them. It's just like a turn off. Some of them. Some Most of them I love for rough around the edges. Yeah, it's very few. I probably only know like one or yeah. two. The colorism thing is also a big thing this week because, you know, Kodak Black was saying oh God, he only fucked with light-skinned chicks. So it's like colorism, you know, raises his head again. And I think this is, I think this whole Amber Rose thing kind of sparked, not sparked from this, but they kind of streamlined with each other because of the timing of it. Yeah. So Kodak Black was basically did a video and he was saying that he liked light-skinned girls. He's like, I don't fuck with dark-skinned girls. <coughs> And he was saying he doesn't like dark-skinned women, but not like he hates them. He just has a preference of light-skinned women. And he mm-hmm. went on to say if he would have said, you know. He could have said it better. I mean, everybody has a preference, but that was just. Yeah. So, of course, black women ate him up on Twitter, Facebook, and all sorts of social media. So, I guess at a charity basketball game, he spoke out. And I'll just play the clip so you guys can hear it and hear how he be talking. Yeah, black you know, I said, fuck it, him. <laughs> I, said, I just don't know. Fuck and it, how daddy. he thought that was going to be better, <laughs> I don't know. There you go, man say that he likes skinny women if he prefers skinny women more than a more chubby heavy set women he could say that and nobody won't get mad at him i just said i don't like women with my complexion i like light-skinned women i want you to be lighter than me i love african-american women but i just don't like my skin complexion okay okay well i like your skin complexion we too good black black people my my complexion we too good light-skinned women they more sensitive you know some dark-skinned women out here sensitive (laughs) no 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 no, they too tough they too tough tough light-skinned women we could break them down more easy you know what i'm saying yeah 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 that's it we shot out of Chinese TV, we already know Florida, we in the good time, sniper gang. Oh, man, the way he sounded at the end. But did you see the guy's face? It's a video. Mm-hmm. So did you see the guy's face at the end when he said black women, when he when she was like, there's some like, black oh, soft-skinned shit. women out there? Yeah. Well, I think he also made the face like bullshit, too. Mm-hmm. Of course you did. So what are your thoughts on that? I mean, I agree. It's dark. I, I, I'm not like. Do you think dark-skinned I, women are more aggressive or whatever think, than light-skinned I women? I think black women as a whole have a bad rap because we have had to be so many things that we shouldn't have had to be. Had to be. Um, but no, I think it's just all about each individual person. You can't put everybody in a 
giant pot and say everybody's the same. I'm a black woman. I'm dark skin or not dark dark but you like caramel complexed yeah. like a brown paper but bag I'm not, or I'm not overly aggressive a I'm, I'm independent but I'm not overly aggressive yeah you're pretty cool I get I mean I, I do get what he's saying yeah. I don't I don't think it makes it right that Kodak Black said that I def, he's a young kid mm-hmm. I don't even think he's Can 21 we get some classes for these kids that, we do need uh, some that, to teach them how to talk and in public yes and once you oh obtain God, this, ty- this type of status was just yeah, it was a terrible. True example. As much as I love Russell Westbrook's speech, uh, he said more ums than I. You just got to teach people how to talk. Yeah, I think it was a raw emotion, it so was. I give him credit for that. It was, but I do think that yeah, because some of those speeches sounded like speeches that we gave in elementary school, like. <laughs> Some of them. It's yeah. like an Easter speech. Mm-hmm. Easter speech, you know, those are the speeches where the church is packed, kind of make your knees and a little you shaky. Hand clap just for getting on the just stage. for getting on the stage, yeah. <laughs> and then you just kind of fuck it up from there. It's like the present, <laughs> the the, pre- the presentation of you coming on the stage and you getting off is really the best time. All that other in between is one of those things to where it's like, oh, that's cute, mm-hmm. and and that's what you have. Yeah, that's what you got. So I wanted to talk to. I, I basically went over to a friend's house this week. Um, yeah, like Friday night. It was like a guy's night. We hung out. Woo-hoo. We had some, um, yeah, I know, so right? So proud of you. Yeah, because it's been a long time since I hung <laughs> out with some guys. And it's like that. And it's funny because they were asking me that night. I was like, we'll never see you out. And it's like, I've had such a bad run with guys. Mm-hmm. Male friendships are hard to come by, especially after the age of like 25 or once you get out of college. Mm-hmm. But it's like, man, I've had the back stuck, the knife stuck in my back, mm-hmm. my ribs, my navel, cut my throat. All by guys. Mm-hmm. So for me to really just kind of fuck with a group of guys is kind of difficult. But the makeup of this group was, it was pretty dope. You know, it was one of my homeboys, you know, from mm-hmm. Chicago, Jeremiah. Me and him have gotten, you know, tight over the over the last year or so. Mm-hmm. Uh, Joe is cool. You know, me and Christian are re- uh, rebuilding a friendship. Mm-hmm. And just the other guys, Brandon, the other guys that I had met, they were cool guys. And if mm-hmm. they're associated with these guys, then, I, you know, I expect that they are yeah. pretty cool dudes. So we were hanging out. We were just talking that night. Um, had a few drinks and cigars or whatever and talked about the Jay-Z album and talked about relationships and just the way we view ourselves. And one thing that stuck out in my head is how all of the guys that are there, all the black men that were there, all educated degrees with masters or, you know, higher. Mm-hmm. And it's like, it was amazing to be there you and just, just sit amongst the them. I just, room. it was positive energy. Mm-hmm. It's funny. Cause like, I could go sit in the same circle with a, another four group of guys, mm-hmm. and it's like, it's like what? It, what, are, what are we doing? What are we talking about? No ambition. Mm-hmm. Nobody's done anything. Nobody's doing anything. And all that's being discussed is basketball and sports. Yeah. We didn't talk about sports not one time that night. Mm-hmm. We and talked so about there's so many other about. things that you could talk about without being corny. But you know, we talked about the gentrification in South Dallas, mm-hmm. which I feel like you're from this area. Yes, I am. And you can tell me how you feel about it, but my whole thing with this gentrification, which I saw coming years ago, and it's like people are hearing it now, they're going to, this whole gentrification area is taking this middle South Dallas area, this West Dallas area, and pushing and the miscreants back to the the black side of town, the prestigious black side of be, town. Yeah. And, and there, it, it's being diminished now yeah. with break-ins. And I mean, not to be funny, it's unfortunate, but the little girl, um, Siobhan, Siobhan Randall, Randall, 13 of Lancaster, who lost her life yeah. um, from leaving her aunt's house and walking home, mm-hmm. and she kidnapped. Mm-hmm. And somebody wanted demands and found her dead. Mm-hmm. And you're pushing this shit back, these miscreants, back into this area. Mm-hmm. Just because people are black or a minority and we're black people, mm-hmm. it doesn't mean that we don't have some of the same concerns that some of those white folks have. Exactly. And it doesn't make you racist. It doesn't make you better. And it doesn't show any elitism. Yes, it deals with uh, some social class and, and classism. But at the same time, it's like you fear that you want your property to be protected. You want your kids mm-hmm. to be safe. You don't want to get robbed. You don't want to have break-ins. The same fucking fears they have, we have. Mm-hmm. How do we resolve that? And I was talking to these guys that night. I'm like, how do we resolve? How do you stop that from happening the thing about it is you can't necessarily stop it from happening with the whole gentrification of the area for me being from here i actually think it's a good thing in concept like for me driving through the neighborhood and seeing how they're building things up and bringing things to the area i think that part of it is great what i don't like is the fact that it seemingly always pushes out black people 
if more black people that are successful and have the means to be included and involved in these types of projects yeah. would be included, then it would be awesome. But how it, do we get that to happen? And I mean, I guess you have to care enough. Yeah, you have to care enough. I think that's more so for the everyday person yeah. to care enough to, you know, go to these meetings and find out what's going on and find out ways that they can be involved yeah. and stay in the area as opposed to always just giving up their, their land or their property and trying to start over. I feel like we always have to start over as opposed to expanding what we already have. So what do you feel? Because I know, I mean, not getting too personal, but you have your part of land in that area. Mm-hmm. Is that why you're struggle. so back and forth about selling or keeping? Well, no. Honestly, hands down, I definitely don't want to sell. Mm-hmm. That's it. For me, last week, I went through a very frustrating week because I feel like I'm being fucked with, and I know I'm being fucked with. Um, so that's why I kind of got frustrated, and I was just like, one of those moves where it's like, you know what, just forget it. But we can't do that. So I would be a hypocrite if I said, don't give up, and I'm over here trying to create deals for myself to yeah. give up my land. And the thing for me is I know that my family worked so hard and overcame a lot of stuff to, to get that, that piece of land. Yeah. It might not even be much, but they got it. Yeah. It was theirs. Now it's mine. So it's up to me to decide what I'm going to do with it. So and I'm not going to give it away. And that's kind of crazy cuz you know we've been watching the Queen Sugar. And yeah, pretty much. Series and it's like it kind of reinforces hey mm-hmm. we don't have much land and mm-hmm. for people who don't watch queen sugar you should definitely watch it but it's the border loans and um, the landry yeah Landry's. and basically the border loans is the black family and they have a little piece of land that's sur- that's surrounded by that whole county which is the landry's well the story was is that um what was it like it was some a piece of land that a slave which yeah. is their great 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 grandfather mm-hmm. bought and he passed it on and he kept passing it down mm-hmm. but when he was a free man he bought that land and now they want that land back mm-hmm. because he bought it in right a time in the middle of, of their what land. they're trying to do and well not even that i don't know if you remember catching the story but they're trying to buy that land back because the black man bought it from them to save that whole mm-hmm. form at a time that they couldn't afford to hold on to it exactly yep so holding on and, and land is the only thing that you cannot there's no more of it growing. Mm-hmm. There's no more land being created. They're creating things on land, mm-hmm. but there's no more land. And that's why the I, richest I thing you can it. have is land because it's so what's the word I'm looking for? It's rare. But I was going to try and use mm-hmm. a bigger word, you know. I think you were going for something different. Yeah, I was just going to overstep boundaries. Yeah. I'm pretty smart and you these are. words come to me. <laughs> But, you know, I'm inebriated this morning before 12 <laughs> o'clock, so those words are not flowing into my mental. Uh, I was looking for another big word right there, too, but it didn't fit. In my, yeah, but you get what I'm saying. Yeah, I got you. Okay, all right. We're going to take a quick break. Again, you listen to The Reality Is Where a Filter Becomes Extinct, and we'll be right back. I was born like this, this born like this, immaculate conception, I transformed like this, performed like this, was Yoshua Web, new weapon, I don't contemplate, I meditate, then off your fucking head. This that put the kiss to bed. This that I got, I got, I got, I got. Oh man, I got. It's like a hunger pain just hit me. I wanted to. Uh, we're back. I also wanted. I know we talked about Siobhan Randall. I wanted to give a shout out to Caitlin Cargill, 14 of Bedford, Texas. Um, she lost her life on last week after being seen walking her puppy and her body was found in Arlington landfill. Yeah, and I, I don't know if we want to say give a shout out, but just give our condolences. Give our condolences. But what I'm saying, I was just trying I thank you. That's why you're here today. Yeah. But I was basically trying to make sure we didn't forget her because yeah. Caitlin Cargill is a white woman, mm-hmm. a white girl. Mm-hmm. And it's still an innocent Siobhan child. Randall is a black girl. Yeah. And the news doesn't treat it like we're treating it. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? They put more importance on the black girl, not the white girl, or the white girl, not the black girl. You know yeah, what I'm saying? I think it's because she, her funeral. I think her funeral was last week yeah. or whatever. So you know how the news is. They on to the next big story, yeah. whatever. And they forget in the moment. But mm-hmm. our condolences. We, you know, send our condolences out to the Randall family and the Cargo family, and uh, hopefully they catch these motherfuckers. I tell people all the time: if you fuck with kids, death at the bottom of the jail. Kids and old people, man. Death and some of my old fucking people are the worst though. <laughs> But kids, well, that's true too. But yeah, if, but if nobody fucking, deserves to die like just heinous like that. If you're no, no. innocent, yeah, if, if you're, you're innocent, innocent, if you're innocent. Like, but I'm gonna say you fuck with children and babies, you deserve to die. That's how I feel. I don't think you need jail. 
So on the other end of that spectrum, the case was dismissed in Inkster, Michigan, against a 22-year-old father who had been accused of raping and killing his infant daughter. Mm. James Salt Marshall was accused of sexually assaulting and murdering his eight-month-old daughter in April. The charges against him were dropped Thursday as the court cleared his name. The medical examiner tells Fox 2 the original tests were found erroneous. Mm. What the fuck? It's crazy. Yep. And they had a picture of him crying, like, in the courtroom. And I was like, I would be excited to be out. But this story, for me, hit close to home. And I've never talked about it because I had a friend Mm -hmm. who he's in jail now. I think he's been in jail now for, like, three years because they said that he killed his baby. Mm -hmm. Some of the same things that were reported in this story were reported in his story, Mm -hmm. you know, at the time. Um, I have my personal thoughts about that situation that I will not di- say because it was a legal matter, mm-hmm. but I do not believe that he did that to his son. That's mm-hmm. my personal opinion. I feel like he covered for someone very, very close to him at that time and still close to him at this time. And I felt like he was protecting them. Mm. What but, a way, man. Yeah. But 25 years, uh, I ain't giving up 25 years of nothing mm-hmm. to carry nobody. I don't care if it's a girlfriend or a wife. Mm. I'm not doing it. So, Bachelor in Paradise, Demario Jackson and Corrine Olympus. A black man and a white woman. <laughs> what is this story? You the one I read over a little bit of it this morning. I saw a black man being interviewed and I was like, let me check this out yeah. and see what's popping. But I didn't know the full story. So basically a producer came out saying that um Demario had sexually assaulted Korean during taping. So it so was let's a big break thing. this down. So a white man saw a black man. Well, we don't know being intimate. I don't know who the producer, if it was a white female, male, uh, whatever. It's the bachelor part, the bachelor thing. They just I'm had sure. their first I mean, you black can, woman on the show. You can draw conclusions, yeah. but I just wanted to be don't factual. Know for sure. Yeah, we ain't um, fact check on this, but I, <laughs> I'm pretty sure he was white. So yeah, the producer came out, said that it was a big deal because they actually had to stop the production for a while while they conducted their investigation. Meanwhile, all of this was going on. Uh, Demario was pretty much just saying, hey, if you just release the footage, then you will see. Yeah. You know, he was pretty adamant about it being consensual it was unfortunate that he lost his job in the process of this whole thing only to have it turn out that he it was not guilty it was consensual so uh inebriated white woman was indulging and sucking a black dick it's pretty much what it is (laughs) that story doesn't sound far-fetched to me at all (laughs) especially not in california and it's funny because she was into it according to the film or the people that watched the film yeah because i'm sure you can't make nobody bob back and forth with a neck stroke so she was definitely into it but the minute the story hit the fans she took on the role of a victim victim of the white woman that has done no wrong the penis was forced in her mouth and her ass and and she she was half naked in the swimming pool a hot tub or whatever it was with (laughs) drinks that were you didn't have any drugs in your system you were inebriated by the drinks I don't think he choked you and poured that alcohol down your throat and stuffed your mouth full of cock and I think it's unfortunate that stories like this often you know hinder people's perception of something that could possibly be you know you never know what well, is the perception of so black many, man for one it just yeah. adds into we are rapists and we're hypersexual and nobody's not going to go with the truth mm-hmm. because like people say the lie is more mm-hmm. entertaining and then as a woman i mean you have people that actually do or have experienced these things i just they, had a friend i just told can't you take them seriously because it's so it's much, so much fucking fake yeah and i just told you about two weeks ago i was like i had a homegirl call me yeah, and was like unfortunate yeah she, and she was like, I just got raped. And I was like, what the fuck do you mean? And you were sitting there and it's like, I literally was pissed because I'm like, this is fucked up. Yeah. You got people out here really getting raped and you got motherfuckers out here lying. But that white girl scream rape shit with a black man has always been a fucking thing. Mm-hmm. From the eons of time and back in the slavery time, even to now, I got a homeboy who was projected to be playing for the Longhorns when, back when I was playing ball. He could have played two years, got it, and left his sophomore year and went to the pros. That's how he was projected. He was that raw. Mm. And fucking around with a white chick, got caught fucking the white chick. Bam. And it was all gone. He was raping me. But you didn't, no forced entry, no forced entry on the door or the window, mm-hmm. but he was raping you. Got another homeboy. When I moved here, I used to date this girl, and her brother got caught fucking one. And her parent, her mother, was a cop. And when they she caught them, she coerced her daughter mm-hmm. into saying this. 
Now, he went on to graduate from college and starting to do things with his life, but it's still hard for him to get in certain doors because that is always going to be on his record. Because yeah. he was 15 and she was 13. Or she, he was 16 and she was 14. Yeah. Whatever that two-year difference gap shit is that fucked him up. I guess that's why so many black women have a, a problem understanding the, the why whole black interracial dating. rush to do it. Yeah, yeah. like... Because if Why? you, there are, well, first of all, a risk. it's like, always a risk, but there are good white women out there. I know a lot of them, but the fucked up part about it is it's very few that I, that I feel like if they were caught in between themselves and saving both of them, they're going to go for, they're going to go for themselves. And it's so easy that if the relationship ends up bad, like if a black dude cheats on a white mm -hmm. woman or doesn't, you know, if he doesn't physically hit her, mm -hmm. but if he does anything else that makes her feel like, okay, divorce, or he wants to get divorced, yeah. she could easily say anything. He raped me. He did this. And it could be years ago. And they're still going to look into that shit and look into his actions. Exactly. And as a black man, once your name hits the fucking news, mm -hmm. it's hard to turn that shit around. And I know for so many black women, like, we're so loyal to black to our black men that, yeah, we might think about doing certain things, but there's so much loyalty there that you're not going to fuck with your means. Like, that's crazy. But you said watching the show, Demario Jackson seemed to be a little arrogant. Oh, yeah. Because now... Not I saying started, that he deserves to go no, through no, no, this, no. but some motherfuckers do need to be brought down and be humble. <laughs> I just started watching uh, Bachelorette. Only because of Rachel Lindsay, the, yeah, first, black the first black woman, which is a lot of racial which, shit going on And she's from Dallas, that. so I really felt like oh, I needed yeah, to, you sure, know, sure. show my support. So I done got caught up in this whole season, and he was on this season. And it's so funny because even he was always arrogant. He just seemed a little bit over the top too much. Didn't really care for him. But the way that he got sent home was they did a group date, and it was like a basketball game or whatever. Mm -hmm. One of the girls that came out to the casting call. Yeah. Was actually an ex-girlfriend. She rolled up on Rachel and was like, hey, you know, just months ago, he was he had a key to my house or whatever. So clearly he's on this show just trying to make a name for himself. Yeah. And so Rachel gave him a chance to speak his piece or whatever. Yeah. He never could give a straight answer. Demario? He never gave her a straight answer. So she was like, you know what? I'm on here for a real reason. Like, you just need to go home at this point. Mm. Yeah. So he was very arrogant and so maybe he just this is a, a little and, shady. And we like to we I like to look at things from different angles. Maybe that was a humbling moment to say, You need to calm the fuck down, mm -hmm. Demario Jackson. <laughs> Thank God he didn't go to jail for this shit. But oh yeah. I definitely wouldn't want it to go that far. Yeah. Come humble yourself. Mm -hmm. What the Bible say? Humble thyself. Oh, okay. Great transition into Pastor John Gray. Uh, on yesterday, let me see if I can find that he video. He was preaching a word for you, huh? Yeah, you he agree was with that some, word? Well, didn't he? a little bit. It, you know, it, mm -hmm. it was a little shaky from time to time. Mm -hmm. But I'm just gonna play this one clip. Let me find it. But uh, basically, Pastor John Gray was talking about how a man, the things that he felt that a man should do, and if a man does these things, how a woman possibly will follow suit, mm -hmm. or should minute. want, should to. should want to. Yeah, wasn't it on here? Yeah, it, I mean, it's all over Facebook, so I, I'm pretty sure you can find it. And I am, I'll have to cut the time down, but I'm looking. Do you, you got it? Yeah, but my, it's not going to play like yours. Love series, let's see what we got. I know I saw it in there. Go, uh, go to Kim's page. Kim It'll be on there. <laughs> Mr. Kim. Mm. I'm definitely going to edit this thing. Well, I just said, that's why I didn't give the last name. I know, but where is that? I'm on a page. All right, give it here. Yeah, find so we'll let a look at that but he was talking about uh, Pastor John Gray was talking about things that a man should do and if he does those things how a woman should respond in submission sexually you know that's always a big thing in church because they don't really I, I even went to a church one time where a pa I heard a pastor's wife say a man and a man and a woman should only be having sex one way and that sex one way was missionary style mm -hmm. so we found the uh, the video so I'm getting ready to uh, play it so you guys can hear it. And I know, I know. I'm getting ready to play it. I just got to run it back because it was already playing. At some point, once a man to come home and say, babe, here's $1,000. Go get your nails done. Get your hair done. Get a pedicure. Get a manicure. Here's a box. Open this. Wear this when I get home. Nothing is in it. She's like, there's nothing here. Exactly. Have that on. When I get home, the bills are paid, the kids are covered, 
I prayed over you. Now handle what you need to handle so we can have a nice night. Put on Luther Vandross. Look, look, look. Put on look. Luther and let's do what we need to do because that's what a woman wants and she should want it because God made it that way. All right, so hopefully y'all caught that, man. Uh, let me turn your mic back on. What are your thoughts about that? I mean, I think it's an honest statement. I definitely think it's uh, something that is needed in the church because, like you said, up until seemingly now, mm -hmm. church has been really um, guarded in what they say about sex and how they talk about that and teach young children yeah. about it. So I definitely think it's a space for it, and it was appropriate, and it was accurate. I think church people are the most sexually suppressed people. Exactly. Because they're acting And because like, black people have grown up in the church, it is us yeah. that are, you know. So what about times, what is this word? What about times or the men who do things they're supposed to do? Okay, so I had to read that. Read your notes. Yeah, but so the, the thing about it is for me is like, we talked about the submission part because it seems like all men want women to submit to them. Mm -hmm. Just but, like this Kodak Black thing, like he said, dark-skinned women mm -hmm. are more rugged and rough and gutter and they don't submit as much and they can't be mind controlled as much mm -hmm. and he was like with a light skinned girl we can break down you know we can break that ego down a mm -hmm. little bit quicker same thing is said for white women so what is it I think that it all goes back to how you were raised um, I know for me myself and other friends that I've talked to I don't mind being submissive but what am I being submissive to yeah. if I feel like it's somebody that's not um not a good leader or is going to try to lead me down a path of destruction or where I'm going to end up losing myself, losing my time, my money, anything like that. I'm not going to submit to you. It, and that's just what it is. Yeah. No, I, I agree with that. You do have a lot of men who are not fiscally responsible. They're yeah. not spiritual. They don't have a, they don't even know where they're going. It's a lot of ambitious people, but my whole thing is I want you to be ambitious, but strategic. Like how exactly, how are you going to go by about getting to where you're trying to go. Like With all the these biggest, dreams. Yeah. No. I don't want you to just be a dreamer. I think it's great to have dreams, but don't get caught up in that. But what about, and from my perspective, what about the women who, not to be funny, they think that a man should do all these things and pamper them and do all these things for them, but they have nothing to offer or bring to the table and besides it, what they look like. Yeah, I definitely think that's a no-go. And again, I think that goes back to how these women were raised. I mean, you have some people, you can go back to the light skin, dark skin thing. Uh, in my family, light skin girls were treated like absolute princesses. Yeah. Everything was done for them. Everything was handed to them. Wow, Whereas crazy. dark skin girls, we got out there, we worked. We, you know, we brought our own to the table. So this is just an example of, yeah, if you grow up thinking that, you know, people should take care of you, then that's what you're going to expect. I think some women need to just know a role. Mm-hmm. And when I say a role, I don't even mean in a relationship. I mean, in what kind of woman are you mm -hmm. and do the expectations you have exceed who you are? Mm -hmm. Does that make sense? Mm -hmm. It goes back to like you want a man who makes these things like six figures or seven figures or whatever. But are you working at a department store. Yeah, that's a bit much. Uh, you just got to be careful Just like with this whole Beyonce Jay-Z shit going on right now Everybody's not fucking Jay-Z And everybody's not Beyonce yeah. And for all the women who feel like This is my personal opinion you can, you can tell me yours But for all the women who are like If he cheats I'm done Yeah that's crazy I just told somebody else the other day I said but what if you go to another man and he cheats because and then another the, man and he cheats? If you haven't learned anything at all from watching these celebrities and hearing their stories, it's just a general consensus that it doesn't matter who you are. It doesn't matter how beautiful you are, how successful you are. You can still be, you can fall susceptible to your man cheating. And I don't want to hear nothing by Jesus. It just is what it is. Don't want to hear nothing by Jesus. Don't want to hear nothing by Jesus Christ. And nobody's Christ. perfect. I mean. Jesus is not perfect. Mm -hmm. He got lucky. And I said this on other podcasts. The last time they said they saw him on the face of this earth was at 33 years old. Every time I've checked anything, the Bible, I didn't the Bible say he left this earth at 33 years old? So you saying he got taken away right before, before. AC Green made it to 40 before he fucked some pussy. Jesus got took too early. He just didn't run into so the you right back. Jesus to stay on earth longer to prove to you that he would, that he is who he says he is. The nigga turned water into wine. 
He had something up his sleeve. <laughs> so I'm just saying. Oh my God. Okay. Stay woke. <laughs> Stay woke. <laughs> Stay woke is all I'm saying. Done. So okay. that's that's pretty much all I'm saying. Uh, the Jay Z album. Before we wrap it up, you oh talked about the Jay Z album. Love it, love it, love it, love it. I don't even know where to start because literally every song. When I first heard it, I, I think I messaged you when yeah, I was two songs did. in, and I was just like, "This is everything right now." So I listened to the whole entire album. I think my favorite, uh, my two favorite songs are what was it, "Family Feud" and four four four. So why Family Feud? Um, Go deep. I know you be trying not to be transparent. <laughs> Go deep. Just because the, I mean, the whole thing, like, what was the line where he says nobody wins when the family is feuding? That's pretty much it. Pretty That's much all, true. I mean, I grew up. Um, it was just me, my mom, and my great grandmother. Everybody else in the family seemingly didn't have common sense, um, and it was always something. I'm and in then, a family feud. Yeah, right and now. then not to be funny, this whole fa- like your yeah. whole family feud yeah. has taken a toll on me in a different way yeah. because it's like you you feel like you finally come into something yeah. where it's great, it's close knit, it's mm-hmm. tight. You know, you have a small family, what but was it? well, I think it, favor I, ain't fair. Yeah, but I don't, was it one ten? I think so. I think if, if for all the people who conti- consistently follow the podcast and was wondering who is he talking about because I got a lot of that after it was over. I'm talking about my brother. Yeah, like real talk. You know yeah. what I'm saying? And I, that I, was I like the least person that I would have ever expected something to come from. Yeah, and and for it to be so vicious, like yeah. I was like, what in the world? I feel like I got blindsided. Yeah, and like I told you, I feel like he attacked you because I'm so nonchalant. So yeah. it was like you are the weak spot. So let me jab, jab here and see if I can. Make and I don't move. even think he realized what he opened up from me personally yeah. within, like how that affected me. Yeah. Because of my own experiences with my family, so that um, that alone, and I know what was it four 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 was big to me too. And, and why then was four, four, the four, first song reminded me of you. And we'll play a little bit of that, and you can tell me what part you felt like. Um, made you feel like yeah it was a few lines in there but i think overall the whole song because it was mostly about killing off your ego yeah which i feel like you struggle with still i got a big ego yeah you do yeah but sometimes too big for your britches sometimes i can i I concur (laughs) to that but the funny thing about it with the family feud for me when i did hear it it did make me think about my brother and Mm -hmm. like he said like jay said nobody's winning if the family's feuding and it's crazy because like i know my mom consistently reaches out to me all the time you know what I'm saying? And and she's like, I don't know what I'm going to do. Yeah, because even like right now, you got to have a game plan, like a different game plan for holidays. Yeah. Like, who wants to think about that? Yeah, I got to go early and he got to go late. Like, and, and, and the funny thing about it is he's the one who spewed the rhetoric and he's dodging everybody. Mm-hmm. Like, he don't come in a room. He won't come to an event. Like, And then he did his dodging. damage by going out and, and telling it. everybody what his side of it was, which was not even accurate. No, but he's always been an attention seeker to an extent. He don't, he may not feel that, but I mean, I just feel like if you are, if you are who I, even a inkling of who I thought you were, you would be willing to sit down and talk it out. I, I'm still never going to have nothing for you, but I would at least like you to face me like the man I thought you were. And I don't have nothing else to say. That's pretty much legit because the things that he said to me and about me, it doesn't bother me because, like I said at the beginning of the podcast, I've had people come at me before. Mm-hmm. You've been around me to see people try to cut the legs from under me, mm-hmm. you know, be envious of me and tell me that they were envious of me, you know. And and the funny thing about it with the family is feuding is the two other people that was close to him was one of my close homeboys, Ronnie, mm-hmm. and one of my other homeboys, Derek, mm-hmm. who I've always supported in the things that they did do or right didn't or do. You know what I'm saying? Which a lot of it was wrong. Mm-hmm. You know, but at the same time, like I said, that's what family does. But me talking about it now is just airing this shit out because it is what it is. Mm-hmm. And like, not to be funny, me doing this right now is no different than Jay addressing Kanye on that song. Mm-hmm. Or e- any rap song, people finally making things public so yeah. things can't be speculated. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. And this all and 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 being totally, totally honest with it, this is all stemming from me calling to check on him because of the issues that he had been having in his personal life. Mm -hmm. 
You know what I'm saying? Which those issues are his, which I won't, you know, yeah. talk about. Yeah. But that's where it started. And like I said before, on the, on 110, favor ain't fair. It was me saying that I didn't care for a person who had previously hurt him. So and it's he's me the to one that changed our perception of, of that, that person. person by telling us those things so about that person. So quite naturally, if you care about somebody, you, you want what's them best them for them, all and the time. you want to make sure that they're operating in a way that's going to get them that. Yep. And but I guess he took it. His shots fired. Caught up. I guess so. So we're gonna play this Jay Z album, Kill Jay Z, not the whole not album. The whole album. <laughs> yeah, we're just gonna play the first song, Kill Jay Z. It's uh, two minutes and fifty eight seconds, and you may hear us talk a little bit over it to where she can tell me what part she thought was about me, or we may just wait to the end. Yeah. Wait to the end. Yeah, I wanna wait to the end. All right. All right. Well, let me play it, and we'll shut the fuck up. Kill Jay Z. They'll never love you, you'll never be enough Let's just keep it real, Jay-Z Fuck Jay-Z I mean, you shot your own brother How could we know if we can trust Jay-Z? And you know better, nigga, I know you do But you gotta do better, boy, you owe it the blue You had no father, you had the armor But you got a daughter, gotta get softer Die, Jay-Z This ain't back in the days You don't need an alibi, Jay-Z Cry, Jay-Z we know the pain is real, but you can't heal what you never revealed. What's up, Jay-Z? You know you owe the truth to all the youth that fell in love with Jay-Z. You got people you love, you sold drugs to. You got high in life, that shit drunk you. You walking around like you invincible. You dropped out of school, you lost your principles. I know people backstab you, I felt bad too. But this fuck everybody attitude ain't natural. But you ain't the same, this ain't kumbaya. But you got hurt cause you did cool by yeah. You gave him 20 million without blinking He gave you 20 minutes on stage Fuck was he thinking? Fuck wrong with everybody is what you saying But if everybody's crazy, you're the one that's insane Crazy how life works You got a knot in your chest Imagine how a knife hurts You stabbed un over some records Your excuse was he was talking too reckless Let go your ego over your right shoulder your left is saying finish your breakfast You excellent, uh Knowing all along all you had to say you was wrong You almost went Eric Benet Let the baddest girl in the world get away I don't even know what else to say Nigga never go Eric Benet I don't even know what you would have done In the future of the niggas playing football with your son You would have lost it 13 bottles of Ace of Spade would've did the ball spin. Nah, Jay-Z. Bye, Jay-Z. So what part? So, well, wait a minute. You know yourself, like I do know that, myself. Yeah, that's one thing that I really like about you. Um, so, what did you think when I told you that that song reminded lyrics. me of you? Well, you what tell, were your thoughts? You, you tell me as I look these lyrics up, like and I then I'll you. tell you. <laughs> yeah, because we played the song, but we were actually talking. Yeah. So I can't even remember the exact lyric <laughs> lyrics, but pretty much the whole entire song was just remind. When I first heard it, I was like, "Oh my God, this is Anthony." All day. So, let's see. And you might not be like Jay Z in terms of the financial aspect no, or whatever, shit, but you definitely have. Can I get ten percent of that? You definitely have the charisma and you have the ability to, you know, be. I think that's why so many people well, are intimidated you. by you. Probably so, but I, I know the one where he talked about. Um, let me find the lyric, but this fuck attitude ain't that. okay. There you go. So the, I know the lyric for me that made me most think about myself and be like, yeah, I can see this. He said, I know you. I know people backstabbed you. I mm -hmm. felt bad too, but this fuck everybody attitude ain't natural. But you ain't. But you ain't a saint. This ain't come, come kumbaya. Mm -hmm. I was like, what the fuck? I've never seen kumbaya spelled out. That caught me off guard. That's why. 
Yeah. Yeah, it caught me off guard. But I knew what it was because yeah. I heard the song. So, but yeah, I felt like that because I know you tell me all the time, you cannot not care so much. Yeah. It, it, it's not natural and it's only going to keep you away from the things that you're trying to achieve. I don't even know how to turn that on and off. And I've heard this before. You know, people be like, how have you been with, not to be funny, how have we been together six years and Lord you ain't, Jesus. and you don't want to marry her? And how have you ain't, how do you not care? Oh, I'm you, getting sick of that shit. Myself. I've even had ex-girlfriends. Be like, you don't still feel nothing. And it's like, what do you want me to tell you? I'm not the normal person. I don't work the way a normal person works. Mm-hmm. I don't even think that it's because I, I don't think it's a damage thing. It's just really a, it's, it's a personal, it's a I part of my makeup. From the love aspect, it is from damage. I think a lot that of times. I do. Yeah. I think sometimes you, you try to breeze over that a little bit, but I definitely think that that whole um, experience that you had. What else? It was something else in here. I would have to look at the lyrics nigga, no, quick. nigga never go Eric Benet. I love that shit. Yeah. I know you said they got shirts out. Yeah. And I know he was It was within hours. Yeah. <laughs> and then Eric Benet responded on Twitter. He was just like, oh, I got the baddest that I'm married to right now. But it's just like, child, please. He always, it's that light-skinned, <laughs> whack nigga yeah, bullshit. Yeah, like, oh, I got to have a comeback. Yeah. No, nigga. The song The song was, is about yeah. when you was fucking up with Holly Berry, nigga. Exactly. That's what he talking about. We <laughs> I don't even know who he's married to right now. Don't so nobody even not, know where this nigga is at. He's not a factor. He's really not a factor. And he's not relevant I love Eric Benet, but yeah. Get over yourself, my nigga. <laughs> it's okay to be light-skinned and nobody cares about you no more. <laughs> I know that shit is fucking tough, my nigga, but hey. You'll be he okay. better ride the wave while he his might. name is still popping. Yeah, right? I mean, he he need to be like, I'm making a new album right now. You know what I'm saying? That bitch gonna be out, and it's gonna be at five fifty five. Yes, he need to ride the wave. No, nah, but I, I feel like this whole Jay Z album for me was a, a self reflection, um, a self reflection album, which reminds people to reflect on the things that you've done or that you don't do or the things that you need to change. Yeah, and I, I you know, so many times we always look down the road and say, what would my fifty year old self or what would my what would I thirty five year old self tell my younger self? Well, like I always say, look ahead and say, what would your fifty year old self tell your thirty five year old self right now in situations that you're in? And that's what I consistently try to do. Somebody posted to me and said, the Jay Z album gonna make you fix your credit, pay your child support, take care of your taxes, take care of your kids, apologize to your wife, change your Instagram, sell your jewelry, buy property, buy more suits, Mm -hmm. pull your pants up and start reading books Mm -hmm. that's how an album should make you feel Yeah, because I don't believe none of these 35 year old rappers out here in the game now talking about still selling drugs and still fucking trapping Mm -hmm. and talking the same shit that a 21 year old savage is talking Yeah, I can't rock with that shit Yeah, not at all what are you rebuilding when are you going to address the mistakes to help somebody else what Jay Z just did was mentored to every fucking body mm-hmm. who listened to his album. Mm-hmm. He said the things that we need people to tell us that we don't have no goddamn body around in our ear saying, you need to do this. Or sometimes you have people in your ear, but when you hear from certain people, yeah. it carries more weight. It carries more weight. Yeah. And he is a person who's been to the top, who started from the bottom, yeah. who's been in between, and he's been caught cheating. He's lost the business. He's lost the deal. He's mm-hmm. lost friends. He's lost uh, family members and talked about his mom being gay on app. Like, this is yeah. a therapeutic album. Yeah. Fuck the beats. Yeah. Listen to what the lyrics are saying and what they are saying. It's things that we question about ourselves. This He has songs to where, you know, those times where you're sitting at home. Mm-hmm. And you're sitting at home because you're you just have nothing to do. Mm-hmm. But while you sit at home, you replay things in your life. Mm-hmm. Maybe why you're where you're at, mm-hmm. why your relationship is good, why is it bad, why is this job this? Like that reflection time and that reflection period that people have or that we have at mm-hmm. times, some of those times are the most enlightening times. It also lets us know, I know for me, those are the times that lets me know. I did something wrong. Mm-hmm. I always discover in my peace of time, you know, my, my quiet time, what I'm doing wrong in life and how I may be doing people wrong. Yeah. I know this whole album inspired me personally because I've been in this whole phase of figuring out what my next step is. Yeah. And I think sometimes people, you know, especially if you come from a certain background and you've made it to a certain point it's like you get so caught up in not wanting to lose what you have that you become afraid to take a risk but the only way that you can get ahead and go further is sometimes you have to step out and take a risk 
So for me, it was inspirational in that aspect. Yeah, I think it's dope. Even, and you know, I know a lot of people always take it to the relationship uh, perspective with Jay-Z and Beyonce. It, yeah, but it was about so much more. It was more so much that. more. It, I like that it encompassed that whole Of course, aspect. he addressed it. Yeah, because it that's was one part. thing that he addressed. Exactly. And but, that's how you got to look at it. Mm-hmm. One thing that he addressed, but the whole album talked about investing more in black businesses mm-hmm. empowerment empowering each other mm-hmm. brotherhoods being stronger families, families not feuding yes. treating your woman right mm-hmm. knowing that you will make mistakes but and being big enough to acknowledge those mistakes being there for your kids not wanting to fuck up a family because of your kids so for you stupid shits who out there thinking that Jay-Z or Beyonce should love Jay-Z for cheating they got right. a family to think you? about <laughs> they have a fucking family to think about mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying so no, 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 no. She should have left. If he cheat, if she cheated, then what? We gotta sometimes take it, you know, mm-hmm. take up the shit too. And we don't know what happened in their personal relationships. Yeah. I know we have people that'll say there's nothing that happens that nothing happens that justifies cheating. Shut the fuck up, bitch. <laughs> Not saying that it does, mm-hmm. but you have to look at yourself and say what and why. Yeah. I have friends who have gotten divorced after cheating. And when they told me they cheated, I was like, I get it. I understand it. Mm-hmm. It wasn't right. But what do you do? If you don't cheat, do you just get a divorce because something you don't like? Mm-hmm. You see what I'm saying? You get a divorce before something happens or does yeah. something happen and you fix that and you keep going forward as a, le- a life lesson. Long haul. It I mean, is. It's like realizing that nobody's perfect, but you agree to come together with this person and, and love them make enough. it work. Yeah, and make love them work. enough through their fucking mistakes. And not to be funny, that goes back to what you've often said about you know the, a lot of the older couples that we look up to and admire yeah. that have been married you for don't think 40, they did 50, some wrong 60 shit? years. Yeah. Like, Sit down no and fucking way. talk to them. My granddaddy yeah. been married fucking five times <laughs> and his last wife is the one that he's been with this long mm-hmm. and I guarantee he probably did something wrong because mm-hmm. it clearly it's in this nigga's DNA yeah. but she had to forgive him exactly. and keep it moving it's all about you committing to and make now he has longevity person. to share you mm-hmm. ain't gonna do that shit your whole life no. pussy gets tired pussy mm-hmm. gets old especially from same old different bitches once time you if you fuck one like Drake said it once you had one dime you had them all Period. If you fuck a girl with a fat ass, a flat stomach, breast, she's beautiful no matter what complexion she is. Mm-hmm. You just fucked a bad motherfucking girl. Yeah. All you did was fucked another one after that. Yeah. The pussy may be better and the head may be better because I will not agree that all vaginas are made the same. That is not the truth. <laughs> Hence my facial expression. Yeah. I was waiting for that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But physically, yeah. Because when we get when when men initially are fucking women, we don't know how good the pussy is. Mm-mm. We don't know how good the mouth is. We're wanting to get them because of how bad aesthetically they look. Mm-hmm. That's what we're going for. So what I'm saying is, once you fucked one bad one, you fucked them all. Mm-hmm. Drake was right. But every vagina is not made the same. See how my voice changed? Yes. That I vagina does not that. make, it's not the same. The head game is not made the same. <laughs> That's all I got to say. All right, man, we're going to wrap this up. We'll probably do another breakdown of Jay-Z at a later date. I got a couple of guys who wants to who want to break it down and chop it up a little bit from that perspective. What do you have going on? Where can they find you at? Let them know about the, uh, the blogging and everything you got coming up. Well, I mean, you can always find me on social and no artesia. That's K-N-O-W-A-R-T-E-S-I-A. Um, the blog is noartesia.com. Plan on rolling out some new stuff here shortly. I've been kind of busy with the summer, but yeah. That's it. Yeah. All right. And um, anything that, you, you know, so many people hit me up and be like, hey, who, you know, who does the website? How do I get on to this and this and this and this and that with the podcast? noartesia.com if you want to pay for a service for her to help you with your website or help you get your podcast started and learn about RSS feeds and all of that stuff info at noartesia.com and she will take care of that so you can stop directing the questions towards me I've told y'all one million times I am the voice of this thing I am the face of this thing but I am sure as hell not the goddamn brains of this thing (laughs) Did you catch what I just said to you? I am not the brains of this thing. No, for real though. Y'all can catch us um, at The Reality Is, man. You can keep up with everything, keep up to date with everything at www.therealityis.com. That's T-H-A, therealityis.com. Follow us on social media, on Anchor, Twitter, Facebook, 
uh, Instagram, everywhere, Snapchat, all social media. We pretty much are on there at therealityis.com. Again, that's T H A. Tell somebody to tell somebody to tell somebody about the podcast. This is one podcast that I honestly. We probably should be asking for money, but we don't ask for money mm -hmm. because we want to keep giving you guys this content. But there is a cute little donation area on the website. It is. So if you feel like it. You want to drop something in there. Exactly. Let us know. And <laughs> and the things that you donate uh, to us, they will go towards things like we have coming up our third annual Backpacks and Haircuts mm -hmm. that'll be in August. We will be posting everything once we get the flyer, the print, final prints back and get everything out there. We'll let you guys know all the information and details for that. Mm -hmm. So anytime that you donate to the Reality is Podcast, it's funding things like that. It's funding the Backpacks and Haircuts. It's funding yeah, community uh, initiatives and things like um, Coats for Kids in December and other organizations that we work alongside here uh, with in, in the DFW. So everything that you put in the, uh, to our pockets, it goes to help somebody else. I mean, mm -hmm. every cent of it, we don't spend it. We don't buy dinner with it. We got other jobs. And he does have the receipts to show yes, you. Yes, we do. We keep all <laughs> that shit on deck. I can make it like a whole little service, like the pastors <laughs> at the end of the year, the beginning of the year, who come out with the books and review them with you. So mm -hmm. we definitely not trying to swindle you guys, man. So, uh, you can find me on social media, Anthony Robertson on Facebook, so Robert Paul on Instagram. Um, as my girl said last week, hit me on the reality is first and then come back to me. I'm so glad that stuck. Yeah. It's stuck because nigga, you wanted it to stick. <laughs> <laughs> so keep up with all those things, man. Let us know. Also, if you want to come on the podcast or you want us to answer questions or you want us to read a review that you may feel about the show, or if it's a topic that you want to uh, discuss and bring somebody in with you to come on, let us know by going to info at the reality is.com and always remember inhale courage to excel success. You can do anything you want to fucking do. You don't need nobody to be somebody. Y'all take it easy. All right, Hallelujah. how you chop like Yeah. We the best music. I worked my whole life for this one. Another one, another one, another one, another one, another he can save. You remember that part? Yes. He can it save. It like a real homegrown Sunday service. He can save your soul. <laughs> Hold on. Don't try to slow me down. Slow me down. Oh, to make a mac a fool for it. You gonna need a natural spin to lose the boy. Ratchet, 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 you a tool the boy. Today on News 4 at 4, we're working for you. An inside look at the local COVID vaccine trial for kids. What children reported days after getting the shot and how it could impact the timeline of kids being vaccinated. Today at 4 p.m. on NBC4. Tonight, it's the Voice Live Rounds, and Nick Jonas wants his first win. Let's get this done. Who's got what it takes and whose dream ends here? Watch live and vote to save your face. The Voice Live Rounds, tonight on NBC. Today on News 4 at 4, we're working for you. An inside look at the local COVID vaccine trial for kids. What children reported days after getting the shot and how it could impact the timeline of kids being vaccinated. Today at 4 p.m. on NBC4. Tonight, it's the Voice Live Rounds and Nick Jonas wants his first win. Let's get this done. Who's got what it takes and whose dream ends here? Watch live and vote to save your face. The Voice Live Rounds, tonight on NBC.